0: The
1: millennials, millennials. millennials. with, with, with Yasin Kibi, igniting yes. the youth. Welcome to Voice of the Millennials with myself, Yasin. Keep here a youth show focusing on the latest conversations, and it's beneficial to everyone listening from the millennials. Of course, that's people who are between the ages of about 16 to 35. And these are the conversations that I've seen, and many other people have seen. Other people, um, you know, have noticed on on online and on various platforms people speaking about them that people are interested in. Today, we're, we're talking about. The art of storytelling, you know, how do we identify a good story? How do we actually tell it well? Because so many people are into citizen journalism, and I was actually reminded of that term by our guest that joins us now online, all the way from Kashmir, even though he is South African, and that's journalist Azad Isa. Assalamu alaikum, Azad.
2: How are you?
1: I'm very well. So you corrected me earlier, I said self journalism, but it's actually citizen journalism. What is that all about?
2: You know, it's, uh, it's funny when you said. Um self-journalism, because um, there's another trend that's actually taking place at the moment, and that is um, it's kind of like self-promotion journalism.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, for a moment, I thought you were referring to that, um, meaning that um, the problem with a lot of the journalism today, I think, um, I, don't, I don't know which journalist this was exactly, who pointed this out, the South African journalist recently. Uh, it was Niren Tolsi from Mail and Guardian and he said that um, Basically, people are obsessing about themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. They're telling the story. So every, they are the center of the, of the story. They are the main protagonist. And uh, that's the, the key part of uh, this kind of self-promotional journalism. But um, the citizen journalism or citizen journalist that um, you want to talk about, basically, that is a, a concept um, that has basically been, uh, been around the last 10 years or so. Of course, it's been around longer than that. Um, because in a way everyone is a citizen journalist. I mean if you if you uh, phone a newspaper and you tell them that you know what uh, there's something going on in your neighborhood, you know there's some in some form or, or another you are you know you are acting out uh, a form of journalism you know um, you're reporting on something and, but the, the actual citizen journalism came about uh, as an actual method of reporting um, and, and using this kind of um, reporting well, uh, you know, the, uh, we could say 2006, 2007. In fact, I think uh, Sunday Times had a website called Reported, which um, if you had a story to tell, then you would basically write to them and pitch the story, and meaning that you would say, hey, this is a story uh, that I would like to you know to tell, basically, and um, to say why it's important, and um, here's how, I, would, uh, here's how I, I will tell it, and then they would pay you like 100 bucks for the story. Now... Uh, with the advent of social media, um, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and and other platforms, um, these platforms act as, you know, actual publishing spots. So you could tell a story like any other journalist um, would on Twitter, you know, uh, by basically just being in your neighborhood and seeing something happen around you and then basically just describe what has happened. Hmm. And um, sometimes this turns out the, um um an actual story then that, that journalists can pick up on yes. and take them and, and and report in the mainstream uh, but I don't know if I'm answering your question fully but um you know there are many aspects to the citizen journalism thing.
1: Well, I mean, you, you, you are a journalist, a uh, columnist, and aspiring filmmaker, and if I can just put some focus on you yourself, Azad Asa completing your global, multinational global studies MA in 2005, uh, you delved a bit into academia in the beginning and then you started, you know, really focusing on journalism and it's taken you all over the world. Uh, what was that transition like? Because I know everyone, um, you know, one point or another does. You know, inv- are, he's involved in citizen journalism, but you actually took it quite seriously and are now a, a full, fully blown journalist.
2: So, I, I. That profile you're reading is so old. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, I think like a long time ago, and I guess it was, but, uh, I rather not talk too much about myself. I mean, it's not that interesting. But, um, I would say that, um, you know, being, you know, being a citizen journalist, um, someone who's, who wants to be a journalist, you know, um, it's not a very difficult thing to do. Um, you know, storytelling is, is is basically an inherent thing, you know, um, in all of us. So some of us are better than others. Uh, some of us talk uh, a lot more. Some of us talk with our eyes or talk with our mm-hmm. hands. But uh, we're all storytellers, you know, inherently. And um, anyone can be a journalist. You know um and uh, the point being that anyone can be a journalist but not everyone can be a great journalist. yes and to be a great journalist is something else and i'm still i i would say aspiring to, to be that yeah. but um the idea behind being a great journalist is that you know you're able to uh understand a bunch of things and that is like you know being being uh, able to spot a story you know knowing when something is important to an audience And um, and your audience could be local; it could be a community paper. So this is why I like West of the Cape so much because it's a community radio station which has um, you know a very a very um, um, very strong connection to the community, and yet it does stories Mm -hmm. as well as as well as um, you know of uh, national significance and also international significance. So you guys understand the audience to a large extent, and and. And basically, that's one of the most important parts of being a journalist, understanding who you're you're talking to and who you're talking about. Um, The other thing is about, um, you know, um, being accurate, you know. Um, One of the issues with journalism today and with journalism, you know, I guess will always be the case, I suppose, is that journalists uh, are obsessed with, you know, not being biased. Um, I don't believe personally that this biased thing is actually a... uh, a negotiable thing. You can't really be unbiased or non-biased. Um, there's always an element of bias, and and if, if 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 your listeners are confused by that, it means that you know who you decide to talk to is a bias. You know, if you decide to talk to Jena uh, from AMAC, you know, or you decide to talk to Julius Malema from EFF on Palestine, you know, um, you are deciding on something. You know, you're deciding who you want to elevate in your story um so i mean that's that that's two parts the 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 other part is you know um is uh is, is trying to get as many um points of view as possible so we have a lot of journalists who um you know see one thing or see one sorry i hear one point of view and then they think that is the representation of the truth and the representation of the truth involves a lot of perspectives um so Am I boring you or, uh, <laughs> or <is it> <laughs> No, sense?
1: no, no It makes so much sense um, I think You know This quote that From of Mark Twain And I think it was By McPhee as well He says I like a good story Well told, that, uh, that's, uh, well told. that's the reason I sometimes f- I'm forced to tell them Myself And so The next question After the break Quickly Is what makes A good story And what are the avenues Of telling a story Quite well And we'll be back After this So Tulal Of the millennials,
0: millennials.
1: millennials. With, 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 Yassin Yassin igniting you. the youth. Welcome back to the show. Uh, of course, we're talking to Azad Issa and uh, just for an updated profile on him, he's executive editor and co-founder of Daily Vox, and also an independent journalist. Uh, for a number of different outlets, including Al Jazeera, um, and of course IOL, et etc., et cetera. Um, We're talking about a good story well told. Um, so we've been identifying a few issues with re- regarding social media journalism and citizen journalism. But Azad, just with regards to how do you identify a good story? Um, shed some light on that for us. How to identify a good story? So I guess,
2: you know, um Again, it, again, it goes back to it goes back to your audience, right? To a large extent. Um, so, you know, um, I, I think maybe we can talk about before we get into identifying a story. Let's talk about perhaps what what a good story is. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the, the first thing that uh, a good story um, needs is it needs you as the narrator to believe that the story makes sense. Right, and so, mm-hmm. if you have no you know interest in the story, then why would anyone else have an interest in the story so if it's inconsequential to yourself, um, then it would matter you know not matter to anyone else. So the story has to have some kind of consequence, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I say consequence, it needs to linger. you know the story a good story leaves an impression it uh it can travel across time and travel across generations and space and history and it, it it should make the reader um you know move with it so um you know, the reader needs to uh, or the listener needs to um uh, you know be urged to stay you know to keep listening or to keep reading it, it needs to throw enough hooks and hints and um and and, and most importantly it needs to um, have some emotion you know um so well, all the stories that you would remember as a child or remember uh, going up uh, reading, whether it was magazine stories or uh, novels um, or non-fiction, it's a story that, you know, the, the ones that move you that you will remember the most. Yeah. Um, now, in identifying um, uh, stories, you know, um, the, the difficulty is that, um, you know, there, there's there are so many different types of stories. So if you're like a straight journalist, a reporter, and you are essentially just reporting on what is being said and what is being done.
0: Mm-hmm. So, if you're
2: a political reporter, you'll just say, okay, this is what uh, President Surah has said today, and uh, you speak to a couple of experts, and then they explain uh, what the implications are of those actions. Yes. If you are essentially telling a story about, let's say, um, uh, Palestine or Kashmir or the Central African Republic, um, talking about conflict and war and occupation, then you are either talking about some kind of um, uh, tragedy that has taken place, and you've got to decide as the writer or the radio producer or the other type of broadcaster, how is it that you want to transport your listener or your reader to that place, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: often um, the, the kind of method that we try to use is that we try to, uh, you know, try to tell the story of one human being. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? In that
2: place. And that human being, hopefully, you know, as a listener or reader, you'll be able to relate to that person um, because people don't relate to numbers. You know, they get lost in, in, in stats. So if you say 5,000 people have died or 100,000 people have uh, lost uh, or disappeared um, or pushed out of their homes, that doesn't really mean anything to you. Um, but if you're able to tell a story of one little girl who, um, you know, uh, whose house was burnt down, and what happened to her parents, and she was uh, forced to move to the neighbours, and she ended up moving from Uganda to uh, Rwanda, and she didn't know where she was. And the next thing you know, she's been taken to Ethiopia. Suddenly, you are well, that, that one girl is well, the one girl story. Um, you're able to move to those different places, and you're able to um, tell that story of that of the tragedy through through this human being. Um, so that, that's the that's basically the you know the the trick essentially is that you have got to understand what is it that you're trying to do. So often, if you're able to, or you're you're as a reporter asked to do a story about, let's say, um, a bombing uh, spree that has taken place in Yemen, um, another reporter or the same reporter should be uh, willing, or should be able, or um, or should um, try to. Dig deeper the next day or a few days later, talk talk about the human impact of that story. Um, else it just becomes another stat.
1: I see. Now, just with regards to different media that that story can be told, of course, there's blogs. You know, I mean, I'm talking about the citizen journalists now, there's obviously social media, but something that you've been looking at as well is filmmaking. <laughs> Um, how can people, cause I mean anyone can really go onto the internet and make a YouTube video. Um, how can you actually portray a certain story well through the, the media of video? So, you know, um, uh,
2: this, this, this aspiring filmmaker thing, I guess I, uh, I failed at that. <laughs> 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 but, uh, um, having worked at Al Jazeera, yeah, uh, I I you know I witnessed um, a lot of um, these things being put together, and um, especially you know now it's not a case of the of us being limited to just these documentaries, you know, of like fifty minutes or forty mm-hmm. minutes or these long type you know feature length films uh, that can be even longer an hour two etc. Um, you know, there's. Well, there's all these opportunities now to to use this this very um cheap technology that we have you know it could be our phones it could be low you know, flip cameras um it could be cheaper d s l r or mirrorless cameras that, depending on your budget mm-hmm. and um you know they are they are fundamentals so on one hand if you are you know if you are in a place where something Incredible happens, and incredible either means uh, tragic or incredible as in spectacular and beautiful. And you're just there with your camera, and you catch it, and you manage to keep your camera still, <laughs> which is uh, the main part, yeah. uh, I suppose. <laughs> you know, I suppose that makes you a filmmaker immediately. You know, um, but um, you know, if you're in an, another spot or you're trying to tell a story, there's a lot more technical aspects to it where you have to worry about. Um, you know how you shoot and how you what kind of composition you, um, you know you, 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 you create on on your with your know, camera, meaning that uh, how you compose that image right yeah. um, and also uh, the sound and sound is important because people are spoiled for choice now um, they won't want to watch something without good sound yeah. and um, so um, the opportunities are there you know you can use your mobile phone you can get a couple of gadgets and we can put together a little kit. And you can do these kind of little uh, short videos, etc. And they don't have to be that long. But again, the fundamentals are the same. You know, you've got to uh, you've got to connect with your audience. I, I think um, with you know these AJ Plus videos, um, mm-hmm. the the goal with these videos, I think, is that they try to catch the audience uh, or the or the viewer within three seconds. They've got to catch the viewer. If they don't catch the viewer within three seconds, then um, that viewer is going to uh, basically uh, click on something else.
1: What are good techniques so, that you have to actually catch the view in the first five seconds? Say
2: again?
1: What are some good techniques that you, you know that you can just catch the view in the first yeah. five seconds?
2: Well, well the, 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 there has to be something startling at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Either there has to be a very strong quote, there has to be a very strong image, um, there has to be a very strong... Um, you know, element of that story that comes out immediately. You know, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> if you are going to just start off like, with like slow music and kind of setting the scene, you know, as you would do with a feature-length film, that's out of the picture now, and it's it's not um, you know not relevant, and 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 and, and people will, will um, disregard that. So, I mean, the, the thing is that it goes down again to <clears throat> one of the most underrated elements of storytelling, and that is, again, how would you like to watch a video, you know, or how would you like to be told a story, or what is it that you would like to read, you know, and there's a problem with that, because a lot of the time, you know, we have low standards, you know, we would watch any any junk, you know, Um, and it means we don't push ourselves, but still, if you watch a video online, and you watch a lot of videos online, you would have an idea of what actually keeps your interest, Hmm. and so, if if, the, if you can get an idea of what fits and what captures your interest um, then if you can define that for yourself then you you most likely would be able to uh, replicate that you know if you're making a film, like get the the first thing out um, so I, I don't know if that's uh, clear enough.
1: I Absolutely. And there's also the, the rise in you know in audio and podcasts itself. And there's so many apps that you can just press the button, you can record something, you can add sound, etc. Um, but the question that I have is, how do you, I mean, you've been through this process. And perhaps um, there's a personal question, how, how do you identify what you're really good at and, and what you'll be most effective at?
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very, very, very good question. Um, because I just told you now that I just failed at this whole movie thing, right? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Um, and uh, I think that it's uh, it's a very, very difficult thing. Understanding what you're good at is is is, is hard because um, uh, you know, on one hand, there's all these gadgets that you know promise you that you would you could be the next broadcaster. You know, mm-hmm. um, on the other hand. Um, after you do one or two or three, then you are, um, you've got to become a professional. You know, you can't just be throwing out nonsense. You know, no one's going to come to you if you are, you know, if you show, if you, if you broadcast an amateur video once or twice, that's great. And if you get the story right each time, that's wonderful. And no one cares about the quality. But then if you become a broadcaster, whether it is a podcast, whether it is a writer, whether it is a, a video, then people expect you to be, you know, producing of a certain standard, you know? Yeah. Um, you're, not, you're not just a kid, like, throwing out things, you know, um, out there on the Internet. But um, understanding what you're good at requires a lot of practice, you know, at things that you want to be good at. So, um, for instance, um, you know, the film thing on my end, I, I would say that, uh, I didn't expect to talk about this, but I would say that, um, you know, there might have been Uh, You know, I I put a lot of effort into my writing. So I focused on my writing to a large extent. And the the filmmaking part, you know, in my mind, became a a lot more overwhelming. You know, Um, there's too many things that in my head um, that I had to organize. You know, I had to get organized sound, organize the composition, organize um, the interviews, organize all these things. And I thought, okay, the, the least... Uh, or the less technology, the better for me. Basically, that I would rather stick to writing, and maybe writing is what I'm better at. But um, that doesn't mean you can't experiment with these other things. So there's been many times where I've been with a TV team, you know, and worked with them, and so I know what they do. But then, you know, um, um, you know, this personal insecurities come out, and it makes it, uh, you know, you you don't want to you don't want to be a failure by producing the you know a bad product you know so you stick to what you know but um but going back to your question you have to decide what is it that you want to do surround yourself with the people that you think that can take you to that place okay mm-hmm. And that means people who will give you honest feedback. And sometimes people will tell you, you know what, you're not really good in front of the camera. If you want to be good, then you have to go take some training, you know. Um, And you have to do some, you know, learn how to speak uh, clearly or um, off the cuff or whatever it is. Um, Or uh, you might find that the person who's honest with you tells you, you know, you're really good with the camera work. And so it involves you being... Honest with yourself and deciding, you know what, um, or listening to you know listening to yourself and listening to your skill set. Okay, okay, I'd rather be behind the camera rather than try to be the hero in front of the camera. Um, so yeah, somewhere in between, it's kind of like deciding what do you want to do after school. You know, you yeah. uh, have all these ideas, and your your, your metric results uh, tell you that this is where you should be going, but actually metric results don't mean completely that. And it means talking to the right people, asking a couple of questions, and it just means maybe you're a slow learner in this way. But um, you know, after a year or two, you could catch up. You know, in math or science or whatever it is. Um, it's the same with journalism. You know, for um, so for instance, uh, and I don't want to talk too much, but um, I would say that my news writing was quite weak. You know, mm-hmm. uh, at some point, so meaning that um, I am more of a feature magazine writer and then I was pushed into writing news for whatever reason, you know, at, at work. And uh, it took me a lot of time. You know, editors gave me a lot of feedback, saying, oh, you're, you're writing like this, and you, you're using too many, you know, um, expressions and metaphors to, to tell the news, you know, <laughs> and get, get get that junk out of the way. You know? So kill those babies, basically. And it took a long time to realize, okay, this format needs just straightforward talk, straightforward language. This is what happened, why it happened, how it happened, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, get that out there, get the right voices, be accurate, fair, this, that. If you want to write a blog, then you have a chance to be a little bit more opinionated, a little bit more breezy with your writing. You can be a little bit more expressive. If you write if you write a feature uh, or a long, longer-form piece, which is what I obviously like doing, um, you're able to get into the guts of the issue and get into the guts of the character, be able to... Um, present a nuanced idea of, like, for example, um, uh, the last two big stories that I worked on in 2017, for example, were the sexual abuse of um, uh, by UN peacekeepers missions yes. around the world. And so, getting to getting to the guts of the issue about why so many peacekeepers end up abusing the people that they are meant to protect,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then speaking to the UN and speaking to peacekeepers and speaking to gender experts and speaking to um, uh, other types of feminists and speaking to um, whistleblowers and, and try to understand what is in, you know, what is the psychology behind this kind of crime, you know?
0: Yes.
2: Um, and that was like a 10,000 or, I don't know, 12,000-word piece. Um, and the same with the Malawi story that I worked on, which... Um, you know, the people who work used to joke and uh, make fun of it, saying that, oh, you're writing an encyclopedia about Malawi. But um, mm. the issue there was about the people with albinism, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: And, uh, and this is it's an issue also in South Africa where persons with albinism are being attacked and killed for muti and for, um, for being seen as um, either sp- being spirits or, you know, or having gold in their arms or whatever it is. So we try to understand what is it that pushes someone do that, so we have to visit the prisons and visit the justice system and visit survivors and you know, these kind of things. So it really very much depends on format.
1: Absolutely! Wow, that was just absolutely amazing. Thank you for benefiting me, and of course, many listeners will, will probably be inspired to go in your footsteps and understand all all the things that was said here. Um, but that's Azad Isa, you can you can check him out on Twitter at Azad Isa. Of course, um, all of these different articles are on the websites of 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 course Al Jazeera and um, Daily Daily Vox, etc um it's it's been a pleasure azad and uh, of course um we, we, we'd like to get you on again perhaps to talk about some of your works that you've done and, and i'm just noticing some of your books the muslims are coming encounter the desktop terrorists so I'm uh, probably going to order that book hopefully uh, it, it'll be beneficial thank you so much and all the best yeah,
2: thanks for having me uh if, um your listeners are inspired in any way don't follow in my footsteps you should uh <laughs>
0: Yeah. You should do something, uh, you should saw instead.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Bye-bye.